Welcome back to the Coming Home to You podcast. another week of coming home to you. Thank you so much for being here. If you are a returning listener, hello. Welcome into our virtual space. If you're brand new, also welcome in. This is our space to have a conversation every week about self-discovery, about self-expression, and about your personal powers, your body wisdom, all of that good stuff. And I am Katie Van Lu, or KVL for short. I am a self-mastery mentor, an energy healer, and a professional dancer. And I'm super excited to be back today. And I'm going to be talking about a topic that was spurred by a conversation I had with my own psychotherapist this week. And then had like real time <laughs> and like real time example literally just happened right before I started recording. And so our topic this week is about change, like a very what may seem like a simple concept, but I had such a deep, deep conversation with my th- psychotherapist about this. And we were basically talking about how uncomfortable change is for most people and how it's almost programmed into us to avoid changing. So we started to talk about this because we were reflecting on my own self-discovery journey and we were reflecting back to a similar situation that had happened recently to me and how differently I responded now versus like two and a half, three years ago. And we were sitting there like, wow, there's so much change here. And it's because I have really committed to the self-leadership process, the self-growth process of digging into what's going on with me internally. And really everything that you have externally around you is created from what's going on internally with you. And so everything around me appears different and I respond differently because of my internal world that has shifted so radically over the past couple of years. And she was saying, you know, it's really amazing to see your commitment to this because a lot of people will never do this kind of drastic change. They don't choose to ever make a different choice. One, because they're fearful of change or two, because they've actually been conditioned and programmed that change is not good. So before we kind of like unravel that conversation, I want to share with you a very funny story that just happened before we, before I jumped on here to start recording. That is a great example of like a small version of this, but I had to share it with you and be like absolutely real because I think a lot of the times when we 
you know, are listening to podcasts of people that um, are thought leaders in a space or that do this kind of work. I am a mentor to a lot of my clients. I run programs. I do all this stuff. We think that like they've mastered whatever subject it is that they're talking about. And I think I've maybe even said this on the podcast before. If you're working with a mentor, a coach, a teacher, a guide, a guru, like whatever, and they like tell you that they've got everything completely sorted out and they're perfect at whatever it is, please run the other direction (laughs) because no human has got it figured out completely. Like it's an ongoing process. And so I'm sharing this with you because this is absolutely something like change is always happening forever. There's no like destination where we like meet ourselves completely. Change is so integral to like our everyday lives and it never goes away. So here's my funny story before we get in a a little bit more serious note. I was setting up my little podcasting station here, as I do, and I started, you know, doing my test recording and I was like, something sounds weird. Why does the microphone sound like that? I I check all the settings on my microphone. I check all the settings on my computer. I'm sitting in the exact same spot in my office. Um, Like literally I have tape on my desk where my computer goes, where the microphone goes. Like it is, I do it every single week and something sounded so weird about the auto quality. It was like echoing. There was like all this buzzing in the background, but there's no other noise in here. And I was like, what the hell is going on? And so I'm like checking all the settings. I check it, check it, check it like three or four times. And then of course I text my partner who is much more tech savvy than me. And I'm like, something's going on. It's starting to get frustrating because I want to record this podcast and like, what am I doing? And he, you know, runs me through a couple of things to check and he's, you know, like, did you turn it on and off? Like all of that good jazz and it's still not working. And now I'm fussing with all the settings on everything, changing it from what I usually have. It's not getting any better. And I get so frustrated that I'm like, I need to just not until you come home. He's like, yeah, just don't do anything until I come home and I get home from work. So he gets home from work and he's like, hey, do you want to record in my office? Thinking that like whatever setting situation was going on would be remedied if I go into the studio where we record our podcast together. And so the sound quality would be different, like that would potentially solve it. And I immediately was like, no, I don't want to record down there because the quality is going to be different than how I normally have on my podcast. Like that is fine for when we record our podcast because that's where we always do it. But I cannot record my podcast down there simply because it's different. And then it hit me in the moment that I literally didn't want to change anything about the quality of it, even if the quality was still fine because it's a studio down there. I was like so resistant to change knowing I was talking about change on the podcast today. (laughs) And so I'm just sitting here laughing because would that have made a huge difference to your listening experience right now? 
Probably not. It, we would have got it to a place where it sounded good enough that we would have been able to record. I would have been able to do it. I would have talked about change in the same way that I'm probably going to talk about it here in a second. And it would have gone out. It would have been fine. But simply because I've been doing this for weeks and weeks and weeks now, and I have like my little system set up and I ha- I'm, get, I'm all like comfortable in my system and I know what my podcast sounds like, I was like, heck no, I can't change it. And that made me laugh. As I sat up here, we figured it out. My partner, of course, is brilliant, came up here, troubleshooted all of the things, figured out that my mic wasn't actually like picking up anything. And so it was recording for my computer, you know, all that tech stuff. And I, of course, was appreciative. And then I sat here and I'm like, that is hilarious. Because what I'm talking about today is change. And I just had a great example of like, not a life altering resistance to change, you know, just recording in a different spot for my podcast. But that's the sort of stuff that we come up against all day, every day is like potentially having things look different than what we're used to. And that may be a silly example, but there are so many things in our lives that we are so resistant to change. And as I started to really think about this after the conversation with my psychotherapist, I was like, this is a key part of self-discovery work is really getting comfortable with change because the whole point is to change, to get closer to the most authentic you, to come home to yourself, to remember the parts of yourself before you were so programmed and conditioned to believe other things about yourself that are not true to you. And in order to get there, it requires change from where you're at now. It requires you to really get in tune with future you, what feels better, but it requires you to make choices of change. And I was thinking about this concept and I really feel like at least for my clients and my own personal experience, it really came down to two main themes around why we really avoid change. And this is really to do with my specific industry of work. So this is about any sort of changes that you are making to improve your life and get closer to your most authentic self, your inner world, changing your inner world entirely. So whether it's like emotional resilience or communication or relationship stuff or spirituality, energy work, um, any of these things in the self-development, like body wisdom, like really getting back in touch with your body, all of these things are kind of the categories that I'm referring to. And this is what I was really, really thinking about this week. The two areas that I feel like stop us from expanding in this specific way are number one, we care a lot what other people think about us or we worry about what people are going to think or how they're going to react to us changing. And this can be your family, this can be friends, this can be just like circles you run around, you know, like at work or whatever hobbies you have. But sometimes the thought of us changing parts about ourselves, even if it really feels like in your gut, in your intuition, like I really want to expand in this way or I want to express myself in this way, like it feels good. Like you, I know you know that feeling of like, I want to do this, 
but you have that like but come in what are they gonna think if I wear that what are they gonna think if I buy that thing as a part of what are they gonna think if I like start going to sound baths like what are they gonna think if xyz and or maybe it's around like communication and boundaries and expressing yourself more verbally with within the relationships around you, how are they going to react? And we get really fearful around other people's perceptions of us changing, which makes complete sense to me, especially if they're people who have been in your life for a very long time, if they're family or longtime friends who have their own perceptions of who they see you as, right? Like it can be difficult to not have any fear around what they're going to think, especially when it comes to things like spirituality. I can speak for myself of, I still feel like my family doesn't entirely know the full scope of every single way that I've evolved over the past few years. Although my brother, I know he listens to this podcast, so he probably he probably knows a little bit more. But for a while, I did not talk about any sort of my self-development journey with my family at all. So n- none of the work that I was doing, none of the none of the therapy work, none of the spirituality work, none of the work that I do with my mediums my psychic mediums like none of this none about nothing about the reiki training that i've now certified in like none of that i didn't share any of it with them and i know now part of that was because of the fear of what their response would be to that becoming such a prominent part of my life and also knowing that it was so important to me now that i was almost fearful to share this thing that I cared so deeply about and I knew felt really true to me. You know, pick any of the any of the sorts of things that come to mind like, oh, they're going to think I'm super woo-woo. They're going to think I'm, you know, off my rocker that I like believe in these different things that they simply just don't share the same beliefs in, right? It definitely is a fear and it doesn't have to be spirituality, but really in any sort of way, if you have this this idea of others responding to you differently when you change, that's part of the reason we we come up against blocks is we're really worried about what other people are going to think and how they're going to react. That's one of the blocks. The second one I feel like often comes up is we are really uncomfortable and worried slash scared of fearful insert word here of the unknown when you make a change in your life in this area you don't know how it's gonna look on the other side of it like you don't know what lies ahead and That sounds really vague, but this is actually something that, again, like I love sharing my own personal journey with you. I was so terrified of ambiguity when I first started out on this. I've talked about this a lot on the podcast of my crippling anxiety did not allow me to even consider 
ambiguity in my life. I had no spontaneity. I was trying to control every little thing in my life so that I could have a very predictable outcome in absolutely everything because that's the tools I had to work with at that time. And when we start to make these changes where, for instance, a current this is top of mind because I'm currently teaching and guiding the women who are in the Emotions and Alchemy program, when we start to make changes like, you know what, I'm really going to commit to myself to building more emotional intelligence and more emotional resiliency. And in order to do that, like the first step is I have to start actually feeling my feelings. <laughs> stop avoiding them, stop distracting from them, stop adding extra layers on them. And making that simple change can be very frightening because we don't know exactly what is going to happen when we make a change like that in our life. We've not experienced it before. And this is common with any sort of change like this in your life is the reason you do what you do and that you say what you say and you act how you act and you do all of that good jazz is all from the beliefs that you have that are stored in your subconscious mind, which we talk about all the time on this podcast. 95% of everything that you do say, think, feel during the every single day is from the beliefs that are stored in your subconscious mind. And so when we start to make changes, it's actually, usually, if you're doing it in a way that's supportive in your actual self-development that make really radical shifts, you're starting to question or change the belief system in order to make changes in your life. You have to start back that far of like, huh, why is it that I do that thing that I do every single day? And is it working for me? Is it serving me? Does it feel good? Like, And then if not, going back to the belief system that you hold that is informing that action or that feeling or that thought. And when you do that and you choose a new belief, to start implementing rewiring the brain like this whole process it can be very scary because you don't know any different than what you know right now right that's that's like the key part here you don't know any different than what you know right now so the ambiguity of what's to come the unknown when you make changes like this even when you have that first little tug of like i know something is off I know this could feel better. I know that this doesn't feel good and maybe there's another way or I know there's another way. Even when you feel that, you can also have the fear arise around, but uh, is the unknown scarier (laughs) than what I feel right now? So those are kind of the two areas that I feel like come up as blocks for change, specifically in this area that I work in, specifically for my clients, specifically for me, those were two very big ones. What would what would it feel like to, you know, I'm trying to think of like a, a good example for the second one. I was nervous of the ambiguity of really around the emotions of like, if I sit with the emotions instead of distracting, I had a lot of distraction tools 
Um, oftentimes I would move my body. So I would just move. If I was like feeling a big emotion, a low vibrational emotion, whatever it was, I would move my body. I would go for a walk. I'd go work out. I'd go to spin class. I'd do this. So I didn't actually have to sit with it because I was so afraid of what may happen if I do that. Am I going to get stuck in a negative spiral? Am I going to have to confront whatever it is that's actually like, making me feel that way? Am I going to have to track it back to the belief? Am I going to have to make a choice that seems scary to, to no longer feel that? Like that was so uncomfortable for me that I literally didn't allow myself to do it because I was more scared of the unknown than just what was comfortable and distracting and not, and getting away from it. So I'm bringing this up and I'm going to bring this back to the conversation I was having with my psychotherapist of, This is where people really get stuck in a fixed mindset. So we have the two different mindsets, the fixed mindset and the growth mindset. The fixed mindset is the mindset that's like, this is the way it is. These are the solutions I know. It can only be like this. This is the evidence I have. Like very rigid, very like one way all the time. Versus a growth mindset is always open to new possibilities, is looking for alternative solutions, is open to opportunities, like is always trying to grow and expand and see how you can change and evolve. And when we don't allow ourselves to have change in our life, to make different choices than maybe we've been making for a really long time, to not allow ourselves to simply change our mind. Like, this is part of the conversation that we were both like chuckling, but it was so serious is like, we get conditioned that you are, you know, insert word here, but the one that comes to mind for me right now is like flaky if you change your mind about plans Or if you change your mind about a direction on a project or um, with your business or whatever, if you change your mind, then like, well, I don't know. They don't really seem like they have a direction. So like, can they really handle it? Like for some reason in our society, we also have this programming around like, you have to make your mind up and you have to stick with it and you have to write it through because that's the way it is. Great example is with like, we have like guidance counselors in high school when we're like 16, 17, 18, who are like, take this quiz to see what your career path is. And then they give you like, you're supposed to be a graphic designer. And then like, you're supposed to go to college and study that one thing and do that for the rest of your life. And this seems so funny to me now, just with my perspective in my work and what I do and these conversations that I have, it seems really odd that we get programmed that we're never allowed to change our mind. And then all of these stories that we attach to it that don't support us, like I just like think about this all the time and I have a really, really great friend, Sarah Grace, who I remember years ago, she used to say to me, oh, and you get to change your mind. She used to say this to me all the time. And now it's like, I think of her every time I think about this subject. And even when I'm speaking with clients, it's like, oh, but you can change your mind. 
And it doesn't mean anything about you, but what you make it mean about you. And if you're anyone, anything like me, where I truly am a very soul-led, heart-centered, caring person who works hard and efficiently, and I work smart, not hard anymore, but I care about my work deeply, and I care about my people deeply, and I'm always in integrity with my values. And if you are also that sort of person, which if you're listening to this podcast, I'm sure that you are, you're never going to change your mind in a way that would be flaky or would be meaning any of these sort of like negative connotations that people often put on the idea of changing your mind. And this is really important because sometimes like changing our mind is the way that we grow and evolve. It it almost always is. Changing your mind in some sort of way, changing a decision, like ch- choosing to take new rituals on, new habits, deciding you want to go learn something totally different than what you already know. Like this, this is the process of uncovering what the conditioning is that you've received that that is stored in your subconscious mind that has you showing up the way that you do every day versus what's actually true to you. You have to make the decision to uncover it and make changes if it feels necessary. It's a part of the process and it's a part that you get more comfortable with as you start to take these steps. It I used to like... I used to honestly like roll my eyes at like mentors and things when I first got started. They're like, yeah, once you start doing this work and you start making like decisions that are kind of make you a little bit fearful, like you try these new things on or you think they're not going to work for you or, you know, you make these changes and you're kind of fearful. But the more that you kind of do it, the more that you get comfortable with the unknown, with ambiguity, with like rolling with whatever comes like versus always having to control everything. And I used to be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what you just, that's what you say, (laughs) right? Of course, it's going to get more comfortable. But truly, it does get more comfortable because you get more comfortable with the feeling of like, I can hold and handle whatever comes my way. No matter what choices I make, no matter what changes I choose to pursue, no matter what is uncovered in these beliefs that I hold, no matter what kind of shadow work I'm about to get into, no matter what it is, I can hold it, I can handle it. And on the other side, I learn something that gets me closer to my most authentic self. And as I always am talking about, I really think that's the purpose of this life on earth as a soul in a human body is to live most authentically as your soul intended. And we just kind of forget over the years as we get older from childhood and up, as we go through all this conditioning and this programming of who we truly are, we get programmed out of it. And so we have to get comfortable with changes as an adult as we go through this process we have to really not settle for just being comfortable in what doesn't feel good 
like truly people will choose to just not feel fulfilled not feel good in their bodies like unhealthy like will choose to not have the hard conversations will not choose change because they don't want to feel those two things the two big categories they care a lot about what people are going to think or say or react or they're scared of the unknown and here's here's the bottom line it's your life it's your life you decide how you're going to live it no matter what kind of projections or things other people put onto you what is most important is your happiness is your joy is your fulfillment is your like self-expression that feels free and good to you like this is what is most important and because you are the type of person that I described before soul-led heart-centered all those things it's only better for everyone around you when you operate in this way when you are your most authentic self when you come home to your most authentic self it's better for everyone because you can actually focus on what matters and let everything else go and it's that is true freedom and liberation and fulfillment and all of those beautiful things so I'll leave you with this. Try to check in to see where you feel like change feels scary, where maybe you feel like you're not making a change because you're a little worried about what people are going to think or how they might react or maybe because you're scared of you don't know how it's going to turn out. And just check in with the awareness there and see if even with that present, can you still move forward knowing that on the other side, you're going to learn something about yourself. And what if it's closer to all of those beautiful things that I just mentioned? So I'll leave you with that little exercise. If you feel like this hits you in some way, (laughs) resonated, Come find me on Instagram. Tell me that it did. Tell me what it brought up for you. Tell me what changes you feel like you're seeing some of these blocks come up for you. And as always, if you feel like a friend, a loved one, someone, some other woman in your life would benefit from hearing this, I would love for you to share it either in your Instagram story or elsewhere. And If you want to send me like a big virtual hug in return for these conversations, I would love for you to rate and review this podcast wherever you are listening to it right now. Sincerely, if you even just take like 30 seconds to do it right now before or after this ends, it would mean the absolute world to me. (sighs) Okay. Change is not to be feared. Change is the point. I'm going to leave you with that and I will see you next week. Bye.